Are you interested in joining a community of policy influencers working toward positive change? Consider Seton Hall University's results-driven executive graduate programs in international affairs. You can customize your studies through research in regional areas and specializations, including conflict management, global health security, and more. As a graduate candidate, you can leverage a collaborative and dynamic professional platform that includes one-on-one faculty mentorship, career workshops, international seminars, and discussions with global leaders on campus, at the UN headquarters in New York, and in Washington, D.C. The program is flexible. Study full-time or part-time, online or at the New Jersey campus just 14 miles from New York City. To learn more or sign up for a webinar, click the link in our episode description. Hi, I am Damilola Banjo. Hello, I'm Kelechuku Ogu, and welcome to Unscripted. This is Unscripted, a podcast taking you inside the United Nations and beyond the scripted debate to the people at the heart of it all, the diplomats. If you remember from the last episode, Kesi Candela, who has co-hosted and produced this show for more than two years, stepped aside to another very important job. Kelechiku is the new co-host. I'm excited. We will both be bringing you more exciting episodes like today, but I'll let Kelechiku introduce himself. Thank you, Damilola. I've always followed global affairs. And I'm really fortunate to be doing this on PassView's global platform. I studied mass communication at the University of Lagos. I have written for Sahara Reporters. I've contributed to PassView. And I've also written for Al Jazeera. I was a contributor on the Emmy-nominated Inaccessible Cities Project. I am an analyst with SBM Intelligence, a geopolitical analytics firm based in Nigeria. Welcome on board, Kelechiku. On today's episode, we are joined by Ambassador Mika Javier Biang of Gabon. He will take us through his country's signature events as Gabon takes up the presidency of the Security Council. We will also discuss how Gabon is reforming its biodiversity as its oil dries up. And later, we will be speaking with our expert, Abdullahi Indiaye. We will analyze Africa's demand for more polluting and richer economies to increase climate financing to the continent. Um, with the COP27 coming up in Egypt in November, this is an important conversation, and we will be asking that to our ambassador and our expert. I'll be Going directly um, to the ambassador now, the first question would be, what are your signature events when Gabon takes um, up the presidency? We want to draw attention and keep the spotlight on Africa as we have an African mandate. On 6th October, we are drawing the attention of the world and the member of the council on how to reinforce the international response against the financing of armed groups through the illicit trafficking of natural resources in Africa. 
the main cause of most of the crisis, most of the conflicts in Africa is the illicit trafficking of resources. All the other uh, things that we can hear, that tribal, religious, and things is just superficial. This will be our first signature event on 6th October. Second signature event will be on 11th. 11th will first take the profit of the, um, uh, the important debate on the, the relation, cooperation between the um, UN and the uh, uh, EU. And the day after, on 12th, we want to address once more, after three other countries who have made attempts, the linkage between climate and security. Because we think that actual, actually, and more and more, many conflicts in Africa, many crises in Africa, have as main cause climate change. There is a real nexus between um, climate change and, and security. Our third and uh, last signature event will be what we think being very important in looking for solutions. Solution. We need to have women fully involved. Women are very resilient in region plagued by armed group. And we think that women should also, and more than everyone, have participated to the research of solution. So the thematic would be uh, entitled the timing or reinforcing the resilience of women in regions plagued by armed groups. This will be our third, uh, this will be our, our three signature uh, event, and this event will be surrounded sure, with uh, the main event of the Security Council agenda. Um, thank you very much. Um, I don't know how much you followed the United Nations and the Security Council, Professor. Um, as an expert, what do you think should be the focus of Gabon next month when it will be taking up um, the presidency? Oh, thank you for having me. Uh, I think it's a great opportunity to have uh, African countries in the uh, Security Council and potentially even at a permanent position. And I think we can expand the envelope a bit in terms of the UN's role in how the UN cooperates with other entities such as the World Bank and IMF. And for that, it would be also maybe kind of uh, reminding countries in the Western world of their uh, promises and obligations that they uh, did uh, in the Paris summit to kind of uh, give some special drawing rights to uh, African countries in terms of financing, as well as also focusing on how on the financial side, um, African governments can themselves can have ways, metrics to track how they can raise private capital, uh, not only debt from multilateral debt, but private capital as well. So I think this kind of economic security as well is very important and part of what we could be expanded in the mandate of the U.S. Uh, and finally, having uh, multilateral relationships that are in better terms, that are away from the uh, colonial relationship would be 
a great way to focus uh, efforts. Yeah, ambassador. So in Gabon, the amount of women in your parliament is 18.10%. That's way lower than the 35% affirmation that international communities have agreed to. So why do you think this is? Let me talk first about women in Gabon, because we can preach abroad and to the world what we don't do in our own country. Let me tell you that Gabon has so many institutions that rule the country. We have the president of the republic, first institution. We have the parliament, second institution. We have the Supreme Court, justice, third institution. And we have the prime minister, the government, led by prime minister, who is chief of government. President of Gabon is a man. President of the parliament of Gabon is a female. The president of Supreme Court of Gabon is a female. The prime minister of Gabon is a female. And if you want me to continue, I would say the Minister of Defense of Gabon is a female. The Minister of Security of Gabon is a female. I challenge you, give me an example in Africa where we have such a deployment of women in the highest post of responsibility, do not find. I've already checked to see if we have something like that. So, you know that Gabon is one of the rare countries in Africa who have never, never experienced war. We think that um, women have this natural pretense, this natural capacity of making peace. And we think that more and more associating, giving women their real place in the governance in the institution, as well as in all the sectors of the economic, political, and social lives, is an asset for the peace process. Thank you very Damn much. Dollar, this is something you're really passionate about, yeah? Yes, yes. This, this is quality versus quantity. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I was just going to mention that um, a couple of weeks ago at uh, Pass Blue, we did an article to see how women are represented globally. And if more women comes to um, a position of authority, how that can really help in control of um, a conflict around the world. I want us to talk a little bit about the war in Ukraine. It, it has been tough getting anything to stick on Russia at the Security Council. Do you think there are plans, or do you have plans um, for a meeting with President Putin on his war in, in Ukraine? Gabon is against war. And we are against not only war in Ukraine, we are against all the war. What do we think? And war concerning the Ukraine war is that we will not overcome it without dialogue, that negotiation. But this Ambassador, would you be having any meetings? Ambassador, would you be having any meetings on this? There is a request from some, um, some member, but um, we still have not uh, adopted the, um, the program of work of the month. We are in the consultation. table of the Security Council is open for all the crisis of the world. Okay, uh, Ambassador, still on Russia, 
How has Gabon voted pertaining to Russia in the General Assembly? And what influences um, some of the positions that you have taken on this vote? Our vote has been following our principle. First, we are against against war. When it's come to say who is for the world and who is against the world, we voted against war. Our vote is um, for um, humanitarian assistance uh, without any impediment. When it's come to vote for um, humanitarian assistance, we vote for humanitarian assistance without impediment. Our position is um, for no politicization of human rights. When it came to vote for, um, for human rights, we vote against the politicization of human rights. From what you've said, um, Ambassador, do you think that Russia is willing to come to the negotiation table? We have experienced a great agreement a few weeks ago, maybe more someone, the Green Agreement. Nobody could imagine that um, at the moment that uh, guns are uh, blowing, that we could reach such an ambitious agreement and as we got a few weeks ago. So the Green Agreement, this agreement, is an encouragement for UN, for all the parties who are engaged in seeking the negotiation. We'll be right back. Are you looking for a talk show featuring leading global voices? Do you want to learn more about how international issues directly affect people locally? Global Connections Television presents the insights of global influencers at no cost to viewers and programmers. GCTV is independently produced and reaches more than 70 million potential viewers worldwide each week. The show covers everything from human rights to climate change, from peace and security to empowering women and girls. It features guests such as Dr. Jane Goodall, former UN High Commissioner for Human Rights Mary Robinson, and Peter Yarrow of Peter, Paul, and Mary. The show also hosts expert voices from the private sector, academia, and labor and environmental movements. GCTV is available to public television media outlets, universities, and service clubs for distribution. To watch the show or find out more, click the link in our episode description. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Ambassador Biang was telling us about uh, what influenced um, Gabon's um, vote um, at the General Assembly. He also believes strongly in negotiation. He believes that both Russia and Ukraine needs to come to the table and negotiate. Um, that was what he was telling us before we went on that quick short break. Thank you so much, um, Ambassador, for that. But moving away from that, uh, Kelechuku, did you follow yes. the trip of John Kerry, the U.S. Special Presidential Envoy for Climate Change, earlier this month when he went to Dakar? Yes, I followed that trip, and he asked African countries to contribute to carbon emissions. And ah. we know African countries emit just about 3% of total emissions. Ambassador, what do you think? Your country absorbs about 1.1 billion tons of emission annually. About 88% of your country is covered by flora. So you absorb four times more than you emit. That burden by that John Kerry is putting on Africa 
to curb emissions? Do you feel it's genuine? What do you think about it? Africa has contributed very residual capacity on the pollution, on the situation we have to do. We cannot carry this burden alone. I think it would not be honest and balanced or fair to leave to African country such a burden. It should be a shared burden, and this burden should be uh, the response, the global response to this burden should be according to the responsibility that has been carried the situation we are undergoing now. Still on, on climate change. Um, Committee of Party 27 will be held in um, Sham el-Sheikh in Egypt this November, uh, between November 6 and 18. What will African diplomats be demanding from their richer and more polluting counterparts um, in, in the rest of the world? We will ask that uh, adaptation initiatives, like the African Initiative Adaptation, which the Gabon is championing, should be found commensurated to the, the scale of the, of the challenge. We need finance for adaptation. We need finance for um, those who are on the fire of the impact and effect of climate change. Before we round up um, this interview, let's move um, quickly back to the Security Council. Russia war in Ukraine has brought the weakness of the Security Council to fore, and there's been calls for reforms. But one of the issues that I personally have noticed is that many countries and regions want different things from any possible reform. For example, Africa wants two permanent seats and five elected um, representatives. Do, do, do you think there will be an alignment of interest as regards um, the composition of the Security Council and the use of veto, particularly in, in the nearest future? African position is very clear. It's contained in uh, consensus, the consensus and the self declaration. If the council has to remain in setting they have today, Africa, we want to place one places of permanent members and five places of non-permanent members. This is the common position of Africa. And I can tell you that um, Africa is the only, the only region of the world, the only continent of the world, not only who have not participated to the setting of the international order we have today, who has no seat around the table. More than 70% of the Security Council agenda is based on African matters. So we want to sit where our matters are discussed. And we will do everything we can for that. Um, uh, professor, what would you think a, a good reform would look like? Great. I think it's very simple. It, uh, it requires the UN Security Council to reflect uh, the world of 2022. So the world of 1945, for that world, it made sense to have, uh, you know, after the war, the United States, Great Britain, France, um, Russia, and then later on, China as the five permanent members of the UN Security Council with voting power. 
uh, and veto power. Um, others have also uh, voting power. Now, Africa plays an important role in the world, both in terms of history, but at the same time now in terms of population um, and in terms of size. Uh, in terms of voting bloc as well at the UN, it's a large group. Now, I think also having a permanent member would also kind of uh, legitimize Africa, but at the same time, give responsibility to Africa, not just to vote in line with what their lending countries do, as a because it's a way for them, those countries, to buy political clout, but to really, they, they will be scrutinized and their decision will be uh, looked at more carefully. In a situation, they will look at representing Africa and African voice within uh, the voice of other countries. As it stands, Africa is very large, has a lot of countries, billions of, uh, more than a billion uh, population that is very young uh, and has contributed a lot to history of the world, but is not represented uh, really at the United Nations. So I think we need a UN that represents the world of 2022, not the world of 1945. How we like to end this uh, podcast is to have the ambassador tell us about themselves. So um, if you could tell us about yourself in terms of education, when you joined the mission, and what you find interesting about New York City. I mean, most of our audience are in New York City. What do you find most interesting about that city? I've been ambassador here since um, it's my 50 years as a permanent representative of Gabon to, um, to UN. Uh, during this time, I've, during my uh, um, my mandate as uh, PR, now as I'm now representing Gabon to the Security Council, I've been um, three years ago chairing the, the legal committee of the General Assembly, the sixth, the sixth of the sixth committee. If I I start. Uh, Giving all my background here, we can stay day and day, day and day. Prefer stop here and tell you that um, my best place in the world is, uh, is Gabon. Before you go, Professor, we would like you to tell us a bit about yourself. Hi, I'm Professor Abdullah Njai. I am an assistant professor of economics at NYU Stern at the business school, and I live in New York City. And we have come to the end of today's episode of Unscripted. Thank you so much, Ambassador Biang, um, for joining us today. I learned so much about Gabon and about the mission, particularly as relate to the position you'll be stepping into next month as the president of the Security Council. On today's episode, we had Mikol Javier Biang, Gabon's permanent representative to the United Nations Security Council. We also featured Abdullahi Njai, Assistant Professor of Economics at the Stern Business School, New York University. This episode was presented by Damilola Banjo and Kelechuku Ogo. Kelechuku Ogo was the producer. Music was by Poddington Bear. Alison Lecce was the fact checker. And the editor is Dulcie Linebach. Today's episode was made possible with support from the Carnegie Corporation of New York, the Open Society Foundation, and Past Blues Generous Readers. Unscripted is available where you get podcasts. If you like today's show, please rate us on iTunes and share it with all your friends.